that don't never say it. Ooh. What would you see when you're looking, girl? No. Yeah, you got it. You I, got I, it. Because I never say it, but I just know how to spell it. I don't know if y'all ever do that, but look, I love her all the same, and that this is not a reflection on my love. This is literally a reflection. I've been in Corona, and I have not been speaking eloquently for 12 months. Yeesh. I've heard it. So, let me reintroduce my bestie. <laughs> she is here to share her, her career story as well as just have some good conversation about life, career exploration, self-actualization, and whatever that means to you guys and whatever it means to you. So, without further ado, would you introduce yourself to the guests? Hey, everyone. I'm Chi Chi. Um, what do you want to know? Like, my work stuff? Yeah. My, okay. So, how about this? Chi Chi and I started, we met when we worked at Target yep. in 2013. I was a business analyst, fresh business analyst at 23, had no clue what I was doing, but I was making good money. And then Chi Chi was? I was a merchandise specialist. I was contracted at Target. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first corporate job. See, we can even start there. That was my very first corporate job. Um, what was I doing before that? Because I graduated 2010, which was like that, you know, recession that was happening right then. Hard to find a job. I also didn't know what I was going to. Like, I went to school for communication studies, which is a very broad degree. And like, oh, you can do whatever with it. I was like, mm-hmm. cool. But like, that's too many options for me because I, <laughs> I have trouble deciding. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so graduated. Didn't have a job. I was doing like working part time at Macy's. Working. Um, what else was I doing? Oh, I had a few different contract jobs. Um, doing random stuff. Mm-hmm. So how did you find Target then? Um, one of my friends actually was doing a contract at Target. She's like, okay. "Yo, check out this agency that they're hiring people for Target." And I was like, "Oh yeah, like I would love to get Target on my resume." So that's how I ended up at Target. So mm-hmm. I was doing mar- merchandising for Target.com um, on okay. a special project. So that's when they were trying to. Um, Microchannel? Micro, yeah, exactly. That's the project I did. Uh, multi-channel, multi- that's what it was. Multi- multi-channel. I was going to say omni-channel, but is that right? Well, we yeah. went to omni-channel after multi-channel. And so for y'all who do not know what multi-channel is or omni-channel, Chi-Chi and I met at Target. And I think we should go a little bit further back, but I'm going to set the stage here because that's going to give you guys some clues on how she actually got to where she got. For all you guys who've been at home and you've never been in corporate, or if you're interested in getting in corporate, this could be a, something that's interesting to you. But just a, just a big tip, quick tip. Multi-channel is, at the time was when when um, stores, merchandising stores, so we were talking about Target, only operated in brick and mortar, meaning they had a physical store. Yep. That was just one channel. But once we started to think about shopping online. It's so funny, 2013 was when we were just starting to think about e-commerce. Brand new. <laughs> yes. Brand new. So at the time, it wasn't even called e-commerce. It was just called multi-channel. So one channel being brick and mortar, the other channel being target.com. And then we came to a place where omni-channel became the word, where whenever, us, uh, whenever she came into the store, she can look at the shelf and see whatever's in stock, but then she could also buy it online. And the theory was Omnichannel should allow the customer to buy whatever she wants, wherever she wants, whenever she wants. Mm-hmm. So that was the project that we were working on. Yep. So we both kind of came into Target.com. So Chi-Chi was on special projects. I was on girls' toys at the time. And the rest is history. But yes, I didn't before, know you were working on that. Yeah. I know that was your project. Yeah, I was. Okay. Yes. We even, before I went to um, stores, before we started doing the multi-channel thing, I mean, yes. Um, we actually had the cra- a crazy article 
be being written about us during Christmas because we were out of Bratz dolls. And the article was like, whoever is the business analyst at, at uh, Target on Target.com needs to be fired. But at the time, that was my, my mentor, not, my, not me. So I was like, that, that, is, that is not my fault. Get your shit together, mentor. <laughs> like, get together. We're talking about you uh, online. <laughs> seriously. So as we get into your career journey, I feel like there's yes, so many yes, building yes. blocks. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like we should start somewhere before, like, Target. Who was Chi-Chi before I met Chi-Chi? Well, I don't know. What no, is, I don't know. I don't know who I, don't is, know who I am now. Like, okay, we all um, be figuring it out. Yeah, it's ongoing. It's ongoing process. But when I met you, you were a track star. You were you were turning from track star to professional because you still had a banging body. Not that you don't have a banging body now, but you she had a track body back then. It was like fresh oh, out, fresh out. booty was lit. You know what I mean? She still had the cuts right here, and then we wore crop tops. <laughs> I had the little B at the bottom of my belly, and you had you. She had the track belly, so I'm like. Who is this chick with the with the cuts? You don't see that when you're at work. Remember, when you start making like corporate friends and then you go home and you start seeing them outside of work, they look completely different. That's very true. That's very true. Completely different. Don't make don't let them think they don't have a life. So That's very true. Girl, I don't know, I thought that's too far back. Okay, so I went to the U of M, University of Minnesota, at Twin Cities. Uh, graduated in communication studies. Um, I was on the track team, like you said, so a lot of my time was spent doing track stuff. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times I've doing track stuff. What was your favorite thing about college? That's a good question. What was my favorite thing about college? Um, I know this is my favorite trick thing, but track was such a big part of my life. And I yeah. took up so much time. Yeah. That it, like, dominates. Like, my, my thing about college, I think about, like, track. Yeah. I spent so much time doing tracks Mm. Do you feel like that made up your identity at the time? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you would introduce people, you were like, hey, I'm Chi Chi, I'm the track star. I mean, I was not the track star. <laughs> to, to be, to be completely clear, I was not the track star at the <laughs> University of Minnesota. I was on the track team, one of 100 women on the track team. Um. <laughs> I, I feel like most of my experiences, like, were, so Beerman was the athletic building. Most of my time on campus was spent at Beerman. Yeah. And, like, everyone was, everyone was some kind of athlete. So there was yeah. not, like, a, oh, hey, like, I'm in track. Because they're like, oh, I'm in this. I'm in that. You know, all the different sports. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I meet other people, like, oh, I haven't seen you around. Like, if you haven't been on the BSU, I was like, oh, because I spend my time, like, doing track. And like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Because we haven't seen you. Um hangout space mm-hmm. in Coffin, which is like our big student hall. Okay. Like all these different clubs had oh. their different rooms. Okay, so it's like one of those kick kick Yeah, just okay. go back, go got back it, Got it, got it, got it. All right. Yeah. And so they were like, I, I haven't seen you around. And that's because you were doing track somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. So we evolved from track star at um, University of Minnesota. And then she leaves university and then what? And then I was lost and confused girl okay. I know what I was gonna do mm-hmm. um like I said I had this degree apparently I had a bunch of options I didn't know what the options were okay when you look back at it what options did they see for you well I mean you can be like a, a communication specialist mm-hmm. you, can make, you can do writing you can do editorial work you can do mm-hmm. options girl but you didn't options. you didn't see those at the time or you just didn't want to do any of those at the time I didn't have enough 
um, I don't want to say this. I didn't have enough exposure to what the possibilities are. I just, okay. heard, I just heard that there were a lot of possibilities. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, because you graduated with limited um, idea of what communication could offer, what was the first opportunity you took? Um, what was the first opportunity? So, or was it a long time before you went, before you had a job after you graduated? So, like I said, I just like started working at Macy's part time, so mm-hmm. I just like have money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working with temp agencies. So I think U.S. Bank Home Mortgage was my first job after college I would not call that professional I was like filing papers I was like is this why I went to college to be filing papers like when you look back at it look 20 years from now we're gonna be like oh oh, all this filing experience has something to do with my life (laughs) I don't know how it all fits (laughs) in (laughs) I was like bitter there because I was like this is not why I went to college to be filing papers and then also there are people who had been there had started like in the filing stage and then moved up to the I don't know. I don't know what the other stages were, but they're all like managers. Not even that, girl. Oh, not even that. Oh, um, like loan processing, okay. things, things like that. I was like, I don't want to do that. Even if I do move up to something other than this, I don't. That's not what I want. Yeah, absolutely okay. not. So I feel like that's the first. That's the first nugget you got of understanding like what I don't want. It, yeah, it was a nugget. I thought that I wanted to work in PR. Okay. So I started doing PR internships. Hmm. Um. So I think I did. I was doing a lot of networking at the time too, for a lot of like people in PR. Um, how did that come about? Hmm, how did that come about? I just wonder if it was someone I was talking to at the time had like put the PR bug in my head, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds interesting." Mm-hmm. And you explored it. I explored it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I, I, I was sad. I'm like, "This is what I want to do. I want to be in PR." So I did PR internships. I did a couple unpaid things. My family was like, "Oh, girl, you must not like making money because you're doing all this, all this free. <laughs> we'll see. You'll do all this free work." <laughs> That's what Fancy will tell you. You were in your exploration phase, and it sounds like, well, actually, what happened with PR then? How did you find out what you wanted to do, what you didn't like? What what did happen? I think, so during my, like, information gathering, mm-hmm. I met with some people, I talked with some people who are in PR. Yes. Um, like, it's a lot of hours, and then when you're beginning in PR, it's um, very little pay. And I was like, I don't, don't want to work a lot and not get paid Pay money. for it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way it is with PR until you get to a certain level. And okay. then you have to get, get up to a certain level before that happens. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I, I think I like love that. enough to do that. Yeah. So I was like, let me see what else is out there. Okay. Um, so you decided, okay, we're going to put PR down. Mm-hmm. You know what? I feel like that, that um, pay your dues mentality, I feel like it's going away. I don't know. Like, you guys can always put in the comments if, like, the pay your dues sentiment is changing, but I feel like with millennials, I guess I, I do like not recommend that anyone do do work and not pay for it. Mm. I mean, this was like what? What year is it now? Twenty twenty one? This yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, this was over ten years ago. Yeah. Well, I sometimes suggest that if you're interested in doing something completely different, like let's say you've been working in finance all your life and you want to work in marketing, mm-hmm. I would suggest like because sometimes people are like you need to have two to three years of experience in order to do marketing. If nobody's going to pay you to do marketing and where you want to really be is marketing, mm-hmm. I would suggest go and, and test it out. Like work with somebody who's doing some marketing stuff, look at see what it looks like. Now the funny thing is, Chi currently in marketing, so we haven't actually gotten to that part. Chi-Chi's currently in marketing. So, now that I'm I'm even telling someone, hey, if you want to be in marketing, then find somebody like Chi-Chi and go sit with her and then see what, what type of work she does. 
what do you think that how would you even be if someone approached you and said hey Chi Chi can I just shadow you doing your job they could not so because of my company I work in healthcare mm-hmm. um it's all just like sensitive information and like we're building products and things like that so I couldn't like have someone like sit and watch me do my job um but I'm I've definitely done informationals with people before and like let them know like in my field this is what my job looks like this is what product marketing looks like in my field mm-hmm. um and kind of give them the like my experience my rundown what yeah. I think um hear what they want to get into and like share what I suggest for them like going that route because marketing thing can look very very different in different companies okay um so how does it look in your world mm, so in my world it's like partially so in product marketing i'm bringing products to to launch or helping them helping promote current products right um so there's a lot of like message development there's research behind message development um there's a lot of, I don't know how to say it. It's like you need like um, to be inquisitive mm-hmm. to help like fill gaps in the launch of this product. So mine are not tangible products. Like it's not like a notebook. It's not like a pen. Mm-hmm. It is programs. Mm, or services. Pharmacy, pharmacy programs okay. and services. Um, and the, and the, end, the, the end user or the person you're speaking to is the client or the patient. Of a hospital, or so it could be like you using, you know, Blue Cross and Blue Shield insurance. Okay. Your pharmacy side of that. Okay. Your, that's example of an end user. A lot of our clients are like the big health plan, or it's like an employer group. So Target, for example, is a, a large employer group. Okay. So that's like a client. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be marketing too. Um, so it's really understanding like the different audiences okay. and being able to speak to each audience about like, hey, if I'm selling. Um, a paper company and notebook. They want to know different things from someone like the actual person who's like buying the notebook. They okay. want to know like the weight of the paper, but like, why would you care about weight of paper? Like, you just want to write. Like, so it's just figuring out like what, what the what, the what parts matter to who. Okay, so we we skip something because yeah. how do we go from merchandising? How do you go from mm-hmm. merchandising to marketing? Yeah, so um, somewhere along the along the way, I was like, oh, you know, I want to be in marketing. Um, I had a friend, so Nelly. Uh, also met Nelly at Target. You guys will meet her soon. Yep, and she had gotten a job at um, the last company I was at, actually, um, in marketing. Okay. She was in marketing. Um, she got hired. She was a contract. She got hired on, and then they needed a backfill for her marketing contract. And she's like, you know, I know someone good that would like work for this role. Oh, nice. So she's the one who actually got me into that marketing role. I love so, that. Yeah. So for, I'll say this also. For every job, mm-hmm. I think maybe every job except for the one I'm currently in, it was not because I applied for the job. It was because like someone else is like, hey, I'm interested. Or not only because I applied for the job, I'll say that. Um, there was always like a connection, a relationship that I leveraged to get it. Oh my so God. So I was like, oh, someone's like, a, I was like, oh, I cannot. <laughs> I'm not just doing blind applications because they don't work. That just didn't work for me. Um, I think it was also because of my experience level at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, it was, it was very different. But like, um, manager level, when you become, become manager in marketing, it's easier to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, but specialist level or just getting in the foot in the door, like 
Yeah, it was a little bit more difficult. It was a little more difficult. Look, Chichi just put some, so, some knowledge on y'all. Yeah. Just take when heat. they say it's who you know, like it's, it's who you know. So that's the way I first got into the door at that company. Um, so I worked there for, uh, I think like a year and a half. And that market, it was marketing, but it was really, I worked on the marketing team, I should say, but it was a lot of just like coordinating project management and okay. all of that stuff mm-hmm. on the marketing team. I was like, okay, well, how, how long can you do that for? Like, I wanted to be able to do more stuff. Um, and the time that, well, there was like a high end freeze at the company, like all kinds of stuff. Okay. So my mentor at the time, um, she's actually crazy. Um, I ended up working for her. She was starting her, com- her own company. So I started working for her company. Um, and again, she was like, hey, you want to come work for me? Like, I was like, oh, sure. It's a crazy situation, but I got more marketing experience doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's the crazy ones who bless us. They might be a little bit off, you know, and they're going through whatever they're going through in their life. But then they bless us with an opportunity and then we get to learn from it. I did learn a lot, like a lot of stuff that I'm like, I would not, not, never do this. <laughs> Don't, I would never do this again. <laughs> this is where you should walk away from. Oh, so that was your anything. second nugget of from, like, what do you don't want to do? Yes. Sorry. I'm, I'm, sure there were, I'm sure there are nuggets, more nuggets that, you know, in between time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a wild, it was a wild situation, girl. It was a wild situation. Okay. Um, so that was a startup company. So I was the first employee for that. Um, and by the time I left, I think I was there for like a year and a half as well. There were five of us, so it was like fast growing. Um, but I wanted stability, I wanted support, I wanted respect, um, so I left. <laughs> and actually went back to Your Prime. Because yep. mm-hmm. um, again, I had relationships there. Um, there was a job that was a few levels higher than the job I had left before. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take yeah, that. Yeah. Took mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, worked there for four years, which time... Uh, got promoted. We reorged, so it got me into product marketing. Um, yeah, learned a lot. Learned wow, a lot. that's a really interesting career. Now, after all of that, we went from communications degree, mm-hmm. found herself in corporate America mm-hmm. in um, mer- merchandising, which was a, a lot further away from communications. And then mm-hmm. got her foot in the door in marketing, not necessarily doing the marketing work just yet. And then got promoted into more marketing type role. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. When did you feel like your communication degree started to kick in, or do you feel like it ever started to kick in? I feel like I could have made any degree work for what I'm doing. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Mm-hmm. I think that it's very much like on the job because it wasn't like, oh, this like project I'm working on like connects back to this thing I learned in college. Like, no, not at mm-hmm. all. Um, mm-hmm. No. That's really interesting because no. when I my start, first started my job, the same would be for me. So I, even though I got my degree in finance, I was working along somebody with a journalist degree. Mm-hmm. And even though, even though we have two different, even though we're doing the same job, we approached it differently. Right. Yeah. So I felt like she was coming from it from a philosophical standpoint, and I'm just like numbers. Yeah. Do you feel like mm-hmm. your communication degree gives you a different advantage to do what you do versus someone who has like a analytical background no because i think both are well especially being in product market so my last job was more message focused okay so like there was more writing more creativity a little bit more a little bit more creativity um it was, it was really more so about the writing and the message okay um and like there was there was no analytics in the marketing i did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas now the raw and now there's, there's more analytics to it mm-hmm. 
because people are like, oh, marketing is like half message, half analytics. You, you have to be able to merge them both. You can have marketing jobs that's, that's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Even when I was like applying for new jobs and like having different opportunities, I was looking at an, at an analytical marketing job. Okay. Um, so I think that both work. And that's why I said like that's why I don't think degrees will set you up to like into one specific mm-hmm. career. It looks like I don't know like an engineering degree. That's a more specific, true, um, more trade specific, right? Trade specific degrees, but like However, all these liberal arts degrees, like yeah, you can do anything as long as you can learn. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good at learning, so you can I can learn yeah. how to do anything. Mm. Like I could. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, I love it. Yeah. So huge career, fascinating transition from communication to merchandising to marketing. And that's all work, so I love it. But this podcast is called Work and Play. So what does Chi Chi do for play? I'm here, let me a happy hour. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? A good, a good, always a good happy hour. Um, singing. Um, Did you get a chance traveling. to go to that open mic night last no, night? I didn't go. Mm. No. Y'all, Chi Chi. This, this week was not a good week for that. I'm just... I'm on the move, y'all. Just do. I'm doing too much right now. So we gotta like, get I need to, that too. I need to rest when I can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, me and Chichi have been on a, a journey of like exploring our um, singing talents. And so the funny thing is, it, before pandemic started, we both set a goal to do more open mic yes. nights. Yep. And because the pandemic happened, we didn't get a chance to do it. Either one of us did. So. I did a couple of you right before. You did. Yep. I yep. only did like one, so I hadn't even gotten on the roll yet. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something that we could track in terms of like our our growth and development outside of work mm-hmm. when the world opens back up. Opens back. But up. you know what? Hmm. I found that it was very working on that also helped me work in my professional life. Hmm. Tell me more. Ooh, ooh, this gross is good. So I uh, I did not have a professional voice. Like, there were things I'd want to say, and I'd be like, oh, no, it doesn't matter, so I'm not going to say it. Um, um, I didn't like, uh, for example, I didn't like presenting in front of people. Mm-hmm. This, like, made me very anxious, and, like, that also, like, translated to, like, I mean, doing anything in front of people, singing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, I, I want to work on, like, the singing thing. I want to work on this, like, presenting in front of people thing. Um, and I found, like, the more I worked on one or the other, that, like, they're so connected. Yeah. Um, and just realizing that whatever you have to say is going to be valid. So just just say the thing. Yeah. Just, just sing the thing. Yes. People want to hear it. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah, girl. So tell me, what was that like? Okay. Because you got that epiphany, but when did that happen? It wasn't, how many, a, it how wasn't many? an epiphany. It was a lot of therapy, girl. Therapy. A lot of therapy, girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you had been doing... So, okay, which came first? Therapy and then trying out singing? Or then singing, therapy, and then... Noticing that singing helped your your professional. Um, I mean, I was doing the singing thing, um, before like I was active in like my church choir and things like that. So like every once in a while, I do a little something, but it always felt it was always scary, anxiety provoke like horrible anxiety. Um, and it felt very similar to like when I had like a work thing going on, like and I cannot be up presenting like same same feelings. Um, so that had been go been happening, been happening, been happening, and I started therapy. Um, after like I got in a car accident a couple of years ago, so in like processing just all the things with life came up professional voice, and that's when we had reorg. I had gotten leveled, you know what that means, or people know what that means. So what is I was reporting to a, a director, and then we reorg. I started reporting to a, one of my peers became, became my manager. Okay. So she was in between me and the director who I'd been previously so that's what reporting leveled to. Me. I'm not sure if it was a common term. 
I've used it before. I've heard it a couple times before, but that's what I mean by level. So, mm, so essentially, you're, it's when you're peer, to, mm-hmm. not necessarily the peer, but like if you're reporting to a higher level, then someone comes in between you guys. Okay, that's what level. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like struggling with that as well, especially because me and my the peer who I ended up reporting to, like we were like we were real cool before, and like, mm-hmm. and now I you're just, reporting to them. Now I'm reporting to them. Like, I can't be. And also the relationship I have. At the time, missions that I had with my managers were very different than missions I had with my peers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, girl, I'm like, we ain't going to be cool anymore because I'm not cool with my managers like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're just managers. And like, now you're my man. So mm-hmm. I was struggling with that. And so that's when the professional voice came up. She's like, well, she's like, you're upset still. So like, have you had these conversations about like why you're upset? Or I was like, no, it doesn't matter. It's not going to change anything. She's like, oh, she's like, it matters. Like, because she's like, you're steaming. She's like, I can feel mm-hmm. your energy. You're like on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm sure my coworkers could all feel my energy too. And like, no, I'm sitting there like doing my work, but like, something, something on the yeah, boiling on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, that was right, right before my accident happened, like in that time too. So I think the accident and like having all that going on too, like PTSD off the chain, um, was all playing into it, but like, nonetheless, like, still upset mm-hmm. um, so she's like yeah you need to be able to say the things that you want to say and have these conversations and then you know don't just say it doesn't matter because nothing's going to change from it so it's yeah. like you need to develop this professional voice yeah and like be heard um, mm-hmm. so it was like in working through that um, where I realized okay well I need I need, I need to be heard yeah. I can't just say it doesn't matter right um Cause that's like me, like rejecting the, what I need for whatever story. I guess whatever story I made up in my head. Right? Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, so like developed this this professional voice. Had conversations like with um, um, my old manager. Cause I was like, like you did this to me, like girl, like how, how dare you? <laughs> like why did you let, let this why, happen? Why did you let this happen? She was all, she was on maternity leave at the time when it happened. Oops, Oops sorry, y'all alarm. Um, <laughs> So did was, you ever when you when you developed your personal professional voice, did you like did you directly talk to your um, directly talk? What to does her. that look like? So walk us through the conversation you had in therapy, yeah. and then how you how you led up to Ooh. walking into a conversation with your friend, your old friend. Ooh, I, I wish I wish I knew exactly how the, the competition therapy went. Mm. So it was like like I said, it was like a big like uh, marketing wide reorg. So one hundred and twenty. Some people got like real moved around. Mm-hmm. Um, no jobs were lost, so that was great. Um, you know, things things change. So in that change, my team was going to be like newly developed. I already knew what team I was going to be on, but I didn't know. We didn't know like the structure of the team. I knew there was a big cha- possibility because I was a, like a senior specialist level. Okay. And in the marketing department as a whole, there are a lot, a lot of people who are manager levels. Okay. And so I already knew that me being a senior specialist. Reporting into a director was a, was kind of like a long a long shot, right? So I figured someone else would come into the team and I'd be reporting to that that person. And I was more okay with that because I didn't have that peer to peer relationship with the person I ended up reporting to. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, my manager was on maternity leave when, like, when all the changes happened. So she's like, I didn't know what the changes were going to be. She's like, I knew the people who were going to be on my team, but I didn't know what the structure was going to be. Um, so then when she came back, I was, you know, kind of cold, a little bit cold to her. Like, I said hi, and, like, you know, it was mm-hmm. the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. But she's like, what's going she, on? she knew it was different. Mm-hmm. No, she, she knew what was going on. She okay. knew exactly what was going oh, on. Okay. She scheduled the meeting, actually. Okay. Oh. Because she's, like, she's like, I want to, like, have a talk. And so we went to the little, um, 
uh, restaurant downstairs in our, in our building. Um, I was like, okay, I'm like, I will have a drink later, but I have some things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, so I had like written down notes, like prepared. I was like, okay, these are the things I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. And my manager said, or my, my therapist said, she's like, if you start naming names, it's going to sound like, it's a, a, sound petty. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, let it be about the roles. Let it be about um, the lack of communication that, um, about the change, like let it be about those different things. Okay. Um, when you start naming names, it's like, oh, uh, Ari got um, promoted. Like, why not I get promoted? Ari, Ari got promoted. Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, versus what you say to make it about. So, yeah, like I said, be, a, be make it be, be about the position. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, we like talked about that. I'm like, this is how I feel. I feel like, you know, these certain people, and like, not specific to the person I was reporting to, because she does a good job. It wasn't about her, like, not. Yeah, yeah. Doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the, looking at the whole reorg as a whole, um, some people got promoted during the reorg. I'm like, I just feel like these certain types of people got promoted and other people didn't get get promoted for whatever reason. Um, so anyway, basically just like told her how I felt. Kept it like very professional. I wish I had my notes with me to like tell yeah, you what to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to like, because I had, like I wrote the things. I'm like, okay, here's, here's most things I want to talk about. So just bullet by bullet, I just went down. Yeah. Um, and let her respond. And like after we like talked about it, um, um, I felt I felt better. Like, I think we all felt like okay. Yeah. I'm not loving the situation. I know the situation is not changing. I'm working to adjust the situation. Like that was part of part of it too. Like I'm not going to be happy overnight, but like I, I am trying to adjust the situation. Yeah. Um, you know, let her know I'm trying. So just you know, bear bear with me if you will. Um, and actually, in de- de- developing my professional voice, my therapist, she's like, make sure that people, like, know what you want. And, like, that was something, like, I'd never, like, been told before. Like, if you want to be promoted, if you're trying to get to the, a different position, like, at the very least, your manager should know that. Yeah. I'm not just going to be like, oh, like, you're doing, well, sometimes, oh, you're doing great, we're going to promote you out of nowhere. It's like, oh, no, like. I'm working on all these different things. This yep. is where I want to go. Yep. How can I get there? Am I hitting the mark? What can I improve on? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know to have those kinds of conversations before. So I'm not sure if it was in that exact same conversation or maybe a conversation like very shortly after that. I was like, okay, um, I see myself doing this kind of work. I'd love to be in a position where I can like influence more, blah, 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 blah. Um, and like a month later when I was promoted by that uh, manager, um, she's like, I was so impressed by the way you like took the reorg. She's like, I knew, she's like, I knew you didn't like it, and you were upset by it. But I appreciate you like having a conversation with me about it and like being professional the entire time, like speaking to what you want. And the thing that like floored me, which I was like, I, sh- I should have known, I should know. When she was like, Oh, we're promoting you. It's like, I want you to work on this, work on that, work on that. It was like the exact things I had mentioned so to her. Yes. Yeah, exact same things that I said. I was mentioning. I was like, Oh. The power of your professional voice. Professional voice. I had no idea. Wow. I had no idea. Y'all, this is a, an amazing discussion. Now, I know we're almost out of time, mm-hmm. but I feel like if we can put a pin in getting to your professional voice and knowing what that sounds like, I feel like we can leave you guys with something to take home and reflect yeah. on and identify what it is that you want in your career and wherever you've come from. How does that tie into where you see yourself going in your company or where you see yourself going in your life? After you've identified what it is that you want, can you take your professional voice to your manager? And then if they don't, 
if they don't um, deliver on what you've spoken about, then maybe you take your, your desires elsewhere. But if you use your professional voice and you, they're able to respond, wouldn't you like a situation like that? Yeah. My manager or my therapist said, use the words they use. Mmm. That's it. Okay. Use the words they use. Look, y'all got the roadmap. So here we are. We are doing our first episode of Working and Playing. We legitimately just finished working. Chi Chi will come on again to tell us a lot more about her new marketing role because she's only been in for a few um, months now. Yeah, I think about 90 days yeah. earlier this week. So we just got a chance to like play a little bit while we worked and then we will talk a little bit more about her story and how she, her professional voice is also starting to build on this perfect personal life. So until next time, thank you guys for watching. Stay strong. Y'all have a good one. Peace. <laughs>